0: Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, hey, joyous day today. It's great to be a Christian. Yesterday I started reading Matthew 24, 36 through 44, and talked about the importance of keeping watch that someday Christ will appear again. Someday we're going to be with him. Someday we're going to uh, have a, our, our eternity choice will be found out because it's going to happen. Because we're all going to face the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And I wonder, and I talked about that yesterday. I talked about being ready and that we are God's workmanship and that He would help us through those weaknesses and temptations. And so we're going to continue that message today. Our Heavenly Father, thank you that we can call upon you. Again, thank you for all the listeners and God to open up doors in our hearts and our minds that so we could hear you, see you, respond to you. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we all have strengths and weaknesses, and of course, None of us are perfect. Oh, yeah, Pastor, I'm perfect. I've got things down. My life is just the way I want it. Well, you know what? We all have a ways to go to develop uh, what he has for us to be. He wants us to be incredible ambassadors for him. Are you an ambassador for Jesus Christ? Are you out there on the forefront? Are you on the front line saying, man, I want people to know the Lord? Wouldn't it be great if one day we could all walk on the stage and openly and honestly share with the congregation that I am an ambassador for Jesus Christ and what joy it is? Or you can stand up at your workplace and say, "I am an ambassador for Jesus Christ." Well, if we're going to do that, we got to keep watch over the areas of our life that were weak, as I talked about yesterday, and ask God to give you strength in that area. See, God will give you strength. God will give you strength in your weaknesses. Now, just think for a moment: what are your weaknesses? What are the things you struggle with? Oh, maybe it's you just have a hard time getting up in the morning, and you can't make it to church. Maybe you're not faithful to the house of God. Maybe you're not keeping uh, keeping the uh, Sabbath day, or you're not keeping honoring God on on the day that whether it be a Saturday for the Old Testament or Sunday in the New Testament, but. You don't you, know, you say, "Oh, I love God, I don't need this Sabbath. Maybe you're having a hard time struggling with that. Maybe you're having a hard time giving to the Lord, giving your time, giving your energies, giving of your income. Maybe you're saying, you know, I just struggle with that. Maybe you're saying, well, pastor, I just struggle with doing the right things, making the right choices. You know what? Your prayers do not go void. God hears your prayers. Let him know your weaknesses. Help him, ask him to help you work on those things, and then find out accountability partner. We need people in our lives. We need people in the church or your friends that are Christians say, "Hey, I just want to be able to share with you." I and mean, you know what we need to be open and honest with people. We don't need to judge people. My daughter, she's such a great gal, and she just is always saying, "Man, let's don't judge somebody by this or that." She's always kind of lecturing me on on things something might come up, and she just says, "You know." We all make mistakes. Don't judge them. I said, honey, I'm not judging them. I want to pray for them that God helps them get better, get over it. You know, but we need to be alert. Well, what is being alert? It's being aware of what's going on all around you all the time. Do you live in awareness? Do you know what is happening? Do you know what is happening in your household? Do you know what your kids are doing behind closed doors on the computer? Do you have an idea what they're doing? Do you know? Are you following up? You know, what's happening in your neighborhood? You see some strange things going on. What's going on? Are you alert to what's going on? I think all of us would be alert if we knew there was somebody out prowling around in our neighborhoods. I think we'd all keep watch. A lot of neighborhoods, we keep watch what's going on. You know, I keep watch, you know, and what's going on. I think others keep watch too because, you know, just like life, the enemy is out prowling around trying to cause us to fall victim Of the world, believe me, when you're walking in the desert, and it's out there in that desert terrain, you are looking uh, at the idea of not stepping on a rattlesnake. I mean, I don't like the idea of being stepped on, or excuse me, bitten by a rattlesnake. And so, when I used to go out hunting, I would we'd go out through a desert, and I tell you what, I was watching where I was stepping, because you don't nobody wants to be bitten by a rattler. And, that, and we did that in Phoenix. We were working at a mission project in, not Phoenix, but in Arizona, Cottonwood, working on a Indian uh, Reservation Christian school, and, and they had tarantulas out there. And, man, well, I was always keeping watch and having a tarantula get on me or something because I didn't want to get bit. Well, the enemy would love to bite us. you know. And, that stain, and so the same goes for life. Stay alert. You don't want to be bitten by Satan and his antics to get you to make poor decisions, poor choices. (laughs) I just always remember those discussions of growing up. Here I'm 62 years old, I still remember those discussions discussions with my father about making the right decision, making good decisions. And I remember those discussions with my daughter I've had over the many years. If you're having to justify something, then something is probably wrong and needs changed. You hear that? I'm going to read that again. If you are having to justify something, then something is probably wrong and needs changed. Watch so you can be imitators of God. God wants you to imitate him. He has given us the example to live by. Do we live by that example? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2 says, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering, a sacrifice to God. The greatest example to follow we have is the Lord Jesus Christ. Live life in a way that you know without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus would have you live. You know that Jesus would be proud of you. You wouldn't have to worry, but you don't second-guess the decisions you make. Many people need to straighten up because their life is bringing shame to God. They claim they live for Jesus, and they live like the devil. And they are leading other people to sin because they're telling everybody they're Christians, but they're living like the enemy. Have the guts to turn it around. But, but, Pastor, what will my friends think? Who cares? What matters is what God thinks. You're not going to stand before your friends someday and give an account for your life. You're going to stand before Almighty God and give an account for your life. What will He say to you? Can you say today without a doubt that He would say, Well done? Well done, my good and faithful servant. If not, then He gives us all the opportunity to call upon Him and to help us draw near to Him. That's what I like about God. He's a forgiving God. He's given us opportunities. Jesus Christ went to the cross with the sins of the world on his back so that we could have life and we could have them more abundantly and he would forgive our sins. Therefore, keep watch and stay on course. And, folks, you will see the power of God in your life. God is anxious to do magnificent things in you and through you. If you are willing, people of God, stay alert. Keep watch. Be plenty ready to share when their opportunity arises. You know, back before I was in ministry, you know, I was in coaching and I worked at a gas station and I I worked in a city recreation program and I did all sorts of various things. And you know what? I just always would uh, want God to be able to use me wherever I was at to love people to help people the best way I could. And I was a young guy, I was in my late uh, teens and early 20s, and you know, I certainly wasn't perfect. You know, I, if anybody would have an opportunity to walk with God to be me because I was around a mom and dad who lived Jesus every single day, showed Jesus by their action, prayed for us all the time, prayed when we were in the house, prayed when we were in the car. I mean, it was I I was so fortunate to have the parents That I had. But I still had to make my own decisions, and they knew that. But mom and dad, bless them, they helped shape who I am in Jesus Christ. It's no wonder that three of us boys are pastors. My other brother, a Christian school teacher, and writes Outdoor Living. For a fact, I have it right in front of me today Outdoor Living, Outdoor Life for Christian Living magazine. So proud of my brother Dan, a school teacher for many years. And speaking of that, by the way, if you've never looked at Christian Living Magazine, they're in the, in the bookshelves all over the place at different stores, convenience stores. It's a great magazine, a, a woman named Sandy Jones. That's her magazine, and she is awesome. She's a publisher, and uh, she she has such a great faith, and she does great things for the community. I hope you'll look at our ad. We have an ad coming out in, I believe it's in March for... Uh, uh, maybe mid mid February in that magazine for our, our Good Friday and Easter service. And you'll see my associate pastor as he is uh as he is playing Jesus in a drama and boy you can wait till you see that picture. It'll floor you. But get a hold of that Christian Living magazine. But you know to to make a difference and I, I'm so glad mom and dad had an influence on us boys. My brother and I talk about it all the time. My brother Dave, who is a pastor for 40, over forty years, passed away of liver cancer a number of years ago. But he loved God so much, and he was alive in the Spirit of God. He uh, really helped change uh, the churches that he pastored. My brother Doug, after over 40 years in ministry, just retired from being a, a pastor. Now he's thinking about filling in at, at, at churches in Oregon. And I'm just so proud of the, my brothers because they've stood fast on the things of God. And but it, But you know what? It came because of that influence that we had. Well, folks, I want to be that influence in my family and I want you to be an influence in your family so that we can all grow and learn and realize we're not perfect people. We're forgiven and God wants to get, uh, help us uh, lead others to him and to be that light that's in this dark world because let me tell you what, if you watch news much, you know the world seems to be getting darker and darker and God wants to get a hold of this world and he wants to use you. Let him use you today. Our Heavenly Fathers, we close this message out today. I pray you'd use us wherever we're at, whatever our situation is, whatever our strengths are, whatever our weaknesses are. Use them for your glory. Lord, I pray that others would certainly see you. I thank you for the influence of my parents in my life. Even as a 62-year-old man, I think back of those incredible influences that helped shape who I am today. May I help shape someone else's life because you're in me. Be with everyone here today. Help us. In Jesus' name. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho,